So I have a short word for you guys tonight, and then we're going to do some stuff. Um, you know what? I should probably pray. <laughs> thank you, Lord. God, I thank you for the amazing night has already been. God, I feel the positivity in the room. I can feel your presence in the room, God. Um, even before the night started, Ange, it was just like full of your joy tonight, God. And I could feel it, Lord. I could feel the joy of the Lord in the house tonight. And God, I just thank you, God. I thank you for what you have for us tonight, Lord. I thank you for the words that you've given me to speak. And God, I just ask that you would help me to speak them well. God, I just pray that you would fill my mouth today with your words. In your mighty name, help, Lord. Amen. So, uh, what I want to do is uh, kind of uh, rekindle some things that we did last time. Um, Last time at Young Adults, I know some of you guys weren't here, um, Last time at Young Adults, we talked about abiding, and it's what our church has been talking about for the past month, and I know some of you, well, I don't know this, but I hope nobody's sick of hearing about it, and this is going to be a shorter message, but I was thinking about our group, and I touched on it just a minute before we started doing the encouragement, but our group has been about community, right? Like, I used that word, and I felt like what I wanted to do tonight was to reintroduce you guys to what this group is about and why we're even doing this and what Angie and I's heart behind this ministry is. Um, years ago, how long was this ago? Five years ago, God gave us the verse for it, maybe? It was a while ago now. Um, God gave us our core verse for young adults. And some of you may remember, some of you might not. But it's Hebrews 10, verses 22 to 25. Uh, specifically, the message translation really spoke to us about this group. Let me just read it to you. So let's do it. Full of belief, confident that we are presentable inside and out. Let's keep a firm grip on the promises that keep us going. He always keeps his word. Let's see how inventive we can be in encouraging love and helping out, not avoiding worship together as some do, but spurring each other on, especially as we see the big day approaching encouraging each other. It says, um, uh, what was the exact phrasing used? Let's see how inventive we can be in encouraging love and helping out and not avoiding worship together like some do, but spurring each other on. That has been our heart behind this group. And a lot of that is community. And also what I kind of want to focus on a little bit more tonight is about our relationship with the Lord. I feel like I'm out of breath. I don't know why. Um, so later tonight, I'm going to give you guys some more opportunities, um, to do the encouraging part that this verse talks about. Um, but before that, my, uh, Angie and I's passion for this is that we would have a firm identity in Christ, that our beliefs would be in him, that we would know who we are that we are sons and daughters of God, that we are strong, mighty people uh, that God has made. I want us to just have that burning passion in our hearts that just says, 
I, I can't be shaken. I know where my faith lies. And that is what we want to build in you guys, the, uh, that strong identity in who God says you are. And um, like the first part here, it says, full of belief, confident that we're presentable inside and out. Let's keep a firm grip on the promises that keep us going. Now, how do we get these promises that keep us going? Um, It's lots of different ways, but prophetic words, things like that. But the word of God itself, actually, is the biggest source for that. Um, God's word is full of promises for our lives. God's word is full of encouragement to keep us going. Uh, It says to hold firm on the promises, and that's what keeps us going. And abiding is what we've been talking about. Um, I can't stress the importance of this, and I don't want to repeat myself too much from last week, but we got to do this daily. We got to do this regularly. We got to commune with the Lord on a daily basis. There was a point in my life where I used to think that, and, and it's not like things won't be fine, but they could be so much better. It's about thriving with the Lord. It's not just about surviving. And if you want to thrive, if you want to just come alive, if you want that passion to start building up in your heart that just like makes you just want to jump around and scream and jump and tell people about the Lord, that comes from a daily abiding relationship with the Lord. And I want so badly for us all to get there. I want for me to get there. Like I'm, I'm still growing all the time. Like I'm grateful that I've been keeping this up for a little over a month now with my daily time abiding in the Lord. Like if you heard my message from last week, there's a podcast if you didn't hear it uh, posted in the young adults group, but um, it's so important that we abide regularly, like every day with him. Um, Sean was talking to me earlier this week. He called me with, uh, just something that was on his heart about our young adults group. And it turns out it was also on my heart at the same time. (laughs) And it was really cool when that happens that Sean basically was just confirming some things that I already had on my heart and he expanded on it and he gave me some incredible analogies that I'm actually going to steal from you, um, to for, (laughs) for right now. (laughs) Um, yeah, so I'm going to get into this. Um, I believe a lot of us have been waiting for God to come and bring us that big change that we've been looking for, that big moment, if you will, that just kind of sets us on the right track. You kind of know what I mean when I say that? Like, have you ever just been waiting for God to do something in your life to give you, whether it's like freedom, victory, breakthrough, um, whatever it may be. I feel like there's always that time when we're waiting around for God. But there's a difference between waiting around and waiting for. There's a difference between waiting on God and waiting for God. Um. So I'm going to steal this analogy right now. And this was so good. So if you have a bus to catch and you're just wandering around and just hoping that that bus will come by you, that's not a very effective way to get to where you're trying to go. Is it possible? Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) It's possible for God to just, all of a sudden, the bus just happened to stop right in front of you and you can just get on. Sometimes God does things like that. But 
it is a lot more effective and easier for God to bring you to your next if you actually wait at the bus stop. Does that make sense? If we position ourselves at the bus stop, the bus, we know that the bus will come. We are waiting with expectation. We expect the bus to arrive when we're at the bus stop. And <laughs> I feel like I started that wrong, but it's so important that we wait for God to come and we're not just waiting around for something to happen, that we wait with a purpose, that we wait in a position for God to come and show us things. And where's that position? It's abiding in the Lord. Let me read you uh, Psalms 27, which is the scripture that really started to teach, or God started to talk to me about waiting on him. I'm putting ourselves, actually my message title is Positioned for Victory. So I'm not going to read the whole psalm, but in verse 4, it says, The one thing I ask of the Lord, the thing I seek the most, is to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, delighting in the Lord's perfections, meditating in his temple. And then it goes on to say in verse 13, 14, Yet I am confident that I will see the Lord's goodness while I am here in the land of the living. Wait patiently for the Lord. Be brave and courageous. Yes, wait patiently for the Lord. If we choose to dwell in the house of the Lord, it says all the days of our lives. That's every day. Um, I really believe that that position... If we position ourselves into a place of abiding, of resting on God, on waiting on God, on putting God's promises into our lives, that is the best, the easiest, and the most likely place where God can come and speak to you to bring you to that next destination. Can we wander around and God can just show up in our lives and he can do things? Yes, it can happen. But I want to live a thriving, amazing, daily, sustainable life with the Lord. I want every day of my life to be good and not just the days when all of a sudden something happens. I want to foster that relationship on a daily basis so that when he comes, I'm ready. If the bus comes and I'm not at the bus stop, I can't get on the bus. So I want to position myself so that when God comes and he wants to do something in my life, I've been waiting at that bus stop. I don't know exactly when it's going to come. Like, I know maybe, like, realistically, you know kind of roughly where the bus is coming, but I don't know exactly what God is going to do. But this is what I do know. That's where he's at in the temple when I abide with the Lord, when I commune with the Lord in that place, I have positioned myself for God to be able to come and do something amazing in my life. It's the best place we can put ourselves in. And the more we do that, every minute you spend with God is another minute he can use to equip you for that next part of your life, right? Does that make sense, what I'm saying? Yes. 
Position yourself for a victory. If you are looking at your life situation and you just want freedom, I know I'm repeating myself a lot, but it's because this is the answer. Like, should I be so bold to say, I have the answer you need. All right? Think about the problems you're struggling with right now. Anything that you are going through right now, I know how to solve it. I know. Just hold on a second, Dale. I know what you need to do. You need to abide in the Lord. You need to wait on him. Abide means to wait for. To wait for with confident expectation. We need to approach God every day and be like, impact me, Lord. And every day will look different. I've had days where I come before the Lord and I read, I get through one verse and then something blows up in the living room and I need to be done now. (laughs) But I was obedient and I positioned myself before the Lord, even if it was just for a moment and the rest of the day was so chaotic, I had trouble getting back in. Because of my obedience, God can use that. And then the next day comes and I've literally spent an hour and a half, not even planning to. Usually when I go to start my Devo time, most of these days lately, I usually wake up around six o'clock and I'm expecting to spend, you know, a half hour. I want to give myself a good amount of time so I can read the word. I want to write down what he's trying to tell me. And then I want to do some declarations and stuff. That's usually what I try to do for my Devo time. And there's been times where like the clock, I look at the clock and I was like, I spent an hour and 40 minutes writing and, and reading the word of God because it's just coming to alive to me. And God's showing me things, and I'm, like, reading the Bible, and I'm completely perplexed, and I don't understand what's going on. And so I write that down, and I'll be like, why is this happening? I just don't understand. Because if this is what Paul's saying here, then, but he said this thing here before. So I'm writing all this stuff out, and then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I, oh, that's why that works. Oh, so all that stuff. Oh, okay. I was on the wrong track. So this is this and this is this. And that means Jesus was actually trying to say this. Wow, it's so good. <laughs> That's where a lot of things happen. When you actually just write out your time, it's amazing what God can do. And you guys, doing stuff like that, and it looks different for all of us as far as when we spend time with the Lord and how much. Some of us work night jobs. Some of us have crazy schedules. Some of us have kids and it's really challenging to know what kind of time you're going to have. And it's just a matter of approaching him where you're at and at the level you need to start. Some of you in here just need to start by reading one passage of scripture a day. And that's maybe where you need to stop. Uh, but God can use that if you tend, and if, especially if when you read that, you're like, well, what do you want to say about this Lord? And that's really the key. It's waiting for. Abide means to wait for. It's when we actually wait on God to speak to us through what we're doing with him is when the, the magic <laughs> really happens. That's when God really starts to do incredible things. If you're waiting for God to pour into your life, You need to dip your cup into the well. If you're wanting God to saturate you in his love, get under the waterfall. 
we need to position ourselves for what we're wanting. If you want a move of God in your life, position yourself for that to actually happen. And I know that can be tough, but it's the truth. Sorry, I'm just talking with God for a second. Sean, would you mind sharing a, like, a really quick, condensed version, which I know you're really good at, um, version of what you're telling me? And hmm? Yes, thank you. Um, so kind of like what Josh had said, like, um, there's, there's a difference between waiting and expecting, um, going back to the bus stop thing. If someone's waiting for the bus, it's because they have a ticket or the means to get on the bus. They've looked at what the schedule is and they know that a bus is coming. And so I've positioned myself where it is going to pass by that I can get on when it comes. Um, if I know there's no bus today, then I am not going to the bus stop because I do not have a reason to expect it to come because it has said I am not coming. So a person who waits on the Lord has heard him say I am coming or I come to those who wait for me. And there's a difference between the person who believes and doesn't and the difference is the person who believes abides because they know that the king will come by this way. Um, kind of like the blind man on the, on the road. He positioned himself because he knew Jesus would pass by there. How he knew that, I have no idea because he's blind. But, <laughs> um, but he positioned himself. And then when he began to pass by, he began to aggressively go after the king who was passing by him. And he would not stay silent even when others told him to be silent. And so what I was telling Josh was, um, in, sometimes in the waiting, it can be really easy to stop expecting. And then when our opportunity comes, we don't even recognize it. For example, like from Malachi to Matthew, there's 400 years of silence. God doesn't do a single thing. There's not a single angel that comes and visits anyone. Like nothing happens on the earth that where heaven is involved for 400 years. And then all of a sudden he comes by and 99% of people did not even notice that he was there. And sometimes God will pass through the room and we won't be aware of it because we've stopped expecting and we don't lay a hold of the one who just walked by because even the person at the bus stop, even though they have a punch ticket, it's been paid for they're on time and they're waiting there still has a choice of whether or not they board the bus. 
And can I just say that I've been loving this, man. Like, there's not that many of you guys here who were here last time, but really quickly refresh it. Like, I have always struggled, and a lot of you know this, I've always struggled with keeping consistency, keeping consistency with my time with the Lord. I've always been doing fine. Like, I've been doing good with a God. My faith has not wavered at all. But as far as the dedication that I have to the most important relationship in my life goes, that's wavered. That has ebbed and flowed, the amount of time I've chosen to dedicate to God. And man, I am falling back in love with my first love right now. It's exciting. I love it. And it's one of those things. um, Ange showed me a podcast recently where they gave a really cool analogy about pushing a car. When you start to push a car, it is hard. Like you pop the car in neutral. It can be on level ground even. You start to push that car. It is very difficult to get those wheels turning. But you start to get that momentum started the longer you have the momentum come, soon you're going like this to push to you can keep one hand on that car and you can just coast this thing because of the momentum. Once you start to get those wheels turning, guys, it gets easier and easier to keep this up. I am like 34 days or whatever into doing this daily. And this went from being like friggin' difficult, man, to like keep spending time every day to wake up at sometimes 5.30, sometimes 6 o'clock in the morning to make sure I'm putting a block of time that I know I'll be able to spend the Lord with. And that was really hard to do at first. But this has gotten easy. It's gotten to the point where I look forward to this like so much. And it's not that I necessarily didn't before, but now I know what I've been missing. I've gotten a taste of just the absolute goodness of the Lord. I'm starting to fall in love again to, to a, a way, in a way that I haven't in a long time. If you have a relationship, like people that are married in the house, which is I think only one other couple, one other, two people, some people in here <laughs> are married. Your spouse, if you don't spend regular time with your spouse, if... Like, I can be married to Ange, but if I never approach you and have a conversation, if I never choose to go on a day every once in a while to have some nice time together on a regular basis, to have that quality time, this relationship's going to die. That's just how it works. If you don't invest into a relationship, it's really hard to sustain it. And could we still be married? (laughs) With not doing that, yeah, technically, we could be maybe doing just enough to tolerate each other. Or, you want to say something? There are times where it's like it's been really busy week, and like there hasn't been time to actually sit down and talk to each other. And the whole week, at, at the end of the week, we feel a little bit distant. And sometimes, I'm not saying that we argue, but like sometimes you just kind of get irritated a little bit and it's like, okay, wait a minute. We need to like spend some time with each other. Yeah. There's sometimes where you just need to just love on each other for a bit. Um, and, hold on a second, Daniel. Um, we need to start looking at God like we do at a physical relationship because he should be the most important relationship we have. 
we need to start investing in this. If we want to keep this relationship alive, like imagine spending every day with somebody like you would with a spouse to have a vibrant, exciting relationship with, with somebody, but that's somebody being God. That's amazing. That is exciting. That is, <sighs> the word keeps coming to mind, euphoric. It is incredible. It, it, you can experience things with the Lord that you can't anywhere else. You can have amazing times with God. And the deeper you spend time with the Lord, the more you spend time with the Lord, it just gets so amazing. And I'm saying the same thing over and over again, but I really want to get this through to you guys. Uh, you were wanting to say something, Dan? Yeah, 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 yeah. Come. I, I know you've been impacted by this, so. So, um, over the last two weeks, I've been pretty consistent. I missed one day. It literally slipped my mind. I'm laying in bed at like 11 o'clock and I'm like, oh God, I didn't read. Oh, I could pull up my phone right now and read the daily verse. And then I fell asleep, right? But I, I text Josh after literally like, what was it? Six days, maybe? A few days. A few days. And I was just like, I did not comprehend or understand the difference that simply reading the word of God makes in your life. And I, like, I've been a Christian from birth, two years old, if you want to say that, whatever. Um, and I've always been like, well, I'm not a great reader. It's fine. Uh, the, the pastor will tell me what the Bible says. Oh, uh, well, the, you know, the lady who uh, gives me the fishy crackers on Sunday, she'll tell me the story of Goliath, so it's fine. And so I've always kind of had that relationship with the Bible of, like, I don't need to read it because I'm being told what's in it. And, and then I was like, well, I pray with God, you know, maybe every day for a week, maybe twice a week or whatever, right? And I've always felt like I had a strong prayer life and a strong prophetic life and all these little things. But legitimately within four days of reading the Bible, and I mean some days just popping up the app, reading the daily verse, just the one single verse and being like, that was good. And then the next day, and then maybe, you know, like you said, lifting heavier weights the next day or whatever, right? That has made a difference in the other areas of my life of talking to God and just having a conversation with him. And I'm hearing him and I'm like, whoa, you're really clear right now. That's, I'm, I had that, but like, this feels different, right? I, like your voice seems more real and it seems like I know you and I don't have to confirm it. And it was such a strange experience for me. And it's been like 13 days of this because I missed a day, right? And I know I'm going to miss another day probably eventually in the future. But whatever. Like, I, this has honestly like changed my mind and my relationship with the word of God. And made me realize there's a reason why people call it the word of God. Like, I, I read it, and it familiarizes me with what he sounds like. And it familiarizes me with what he's capable of. Yeah. 
And like looking back through my life and having a greater appreciation for some of the things he's done when I was younger and like being like, oh yeah, that was really cool when God like made it so I didn't wipe out on my bike when I was biking too fast. And all of a sudden I read the Bible for two weeks and I look back at that experience and I go, wow, I could have really died. Like I could have like smashed my head open, but like that didn't happen. And that is absolutely amazing. And it's awesome that God cares so much about me that he'll have an angel pick up my bike before I slam my head into the ground. Like that is fantastic. And it's like to know that you read the Bible not just to like arm yourself against the haters. You read the Bible to know the person who loves you. And it's been this like fantastic change and I don't want to stop. And that's so strange for me to be like, I don't like reading anything, but I don't want to stop reading the Bible anymore. And like, it's blown me away. So I just figured I'd share kind of what it's been like. Dude. Uh, Thank you for sharing that, Daniel. Man, dude, I'm so proud of you, man. That is amazing. Isn't that exciting? Like, ah, I know. Like, I'm trying to just, like, keep myself together right now because, you guys, God is so good. God is so good. He's got a skip in his step. God is so good. Can we clap for this man for a second? Because I, I told him on that fourth day that I've been waiting for someone to be so bold with me to be like, hey, read your Bible. Because I feel like I've had so many like leaders to be like, yeah, read your Bible. It's so good. But like if you don't, whatever. But like this is Josh standing up here going, no, you guys better read your Bible. Because it will change your life. So I just want to say, like, like, honestly, thank you so much for not, like, baby feeding me anymore. Like, thank you for actually, like, stepping up here with confidence in what God's told you. Because, like, I'm, like, I'm, I know it's been two weeks, but it's, like, it's a difference. So. That's how good God is. Thank you. It's, this is God, guys. Like, it's good. And we are, like, 40 minutes past where I was hoping to be by now with the schedule. So, um, oh, boy. Is anybody going to hate me if we don't even end up getting to that bonfire? Because there's some really good things that we're about to do right now. We'll see. It, I know some people are saying, um, it's going to be, like, freezing zero degrees outside. So, we'll see. <laughs> um, we might still get to it. <laughs> okay. So, this is what we're going to do now. Uh, Daniel, do you want to go back there for me? Um, you guys want to do this? You want to do this? I know some of you already are, and it's awesome. Uh, abide. <laughs> you want to abide? You want to abide regularly? You want to live all the days of your life in the house of the Lord, like it says in Psalms 27? And, um, oh, no, i got to stop preaching. Okay. Um, it's supposed to be a short message. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, go ahead and put that slide up for me, Daniel. We are going to abide right now. I'm going to give you guys, it's going to be longer, but I'm going to shorten it up just a little bit. 20 minutes, all right? I don't want to see anybody in here next to another person. We are going to spread out, find a spot by yourself in this room. Daniel's going to put on a worship song in a second. And then once that worship video is done, Daniel, just put the slide back up. But um, we're going to uh, watch a worship video. But this is what we're going to do. 
there's a lot of ways we can abide in the Lord. And this isn't even all of them. This is just the ones I thought of at the moment. And uh, there's specifics with the ones I put up here just because I'm just going to give you some specific examples of what I would like you guys to do um, right now. And I do probably a little over half of these in all of my Devo times right now, most of them anyway, when I can fit it in. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to put on a worship song, and this is you're going to worship. <laughs> you're going to worship him. I want you to get by yourself. I, I don't care if you want to go lay down in the corner. You want to sit. You want to stand. You want to jump. You want to scream. You want to cry. Do all of those things. Sure, they'd be good for you. Um, we're going to worship him, and we're going to play the song, This is a Move, because I feel like, you guys, we are having a move of God in our generation right now. I really feel like, and I don't know if you saw the video I put on Facebook, but I feel like we are on the edge of God just coming in and radically and rapidly bringing growth, expansion, victory, breakthrough in each of your guys' lives on an individual basis, but also this group as a, a generation meeting together and coming alive before the Lord. After we worship, and you're going to go through these stages when you feel led over the next 20 minutes. You're going to worship him. You're going to write out three things you're grateful for. I've spent a lot of my Devo times just starting with thankfulness. It says to enter his gates with praise, with thanksgiving in the Bible. Starting your conversations with a human being, it's nice to be like, start positively. Hi, how are you? I love you. Hey, thanks for doing that thing that you're doing in my life. Um, approach God like that too. He likes it. It's good. <laughs> Next, after you give him some thanks, I want you to read the Bible. <laughs> read a full chapter, if you can manage it. Um, and I recommend a psalm, because a lot of them are shorter. And <laughs> also, they're just full of life, man. I, most of my Devo time lately has just been in the psalms. Like, I'll read a couple verses of the psalm, and I'll be like, man, I'll just start writing down what I think God's saying about this or just my thoughts in general about it. And next thing I know, I didn't even read the rest of the psalm because it was so good, just the first few verses. So I want you to attempt to read a chapter. Read a psalm is where my recommendation is. If you have somewhere else that you'd like to read, that's totally cool. Um, Then you're going to wait on him. After you read, you're going to wait on the Lord. This is how we abide. We're going to wait to see what God says. Ask him, well, what do you think about this, Lord? What do you have to say to me right now, even about something unrelated? And then you're going to write it down. I want you to take out your phones, your notepads, whatever you brought with you. Just write it down. Write down your thoughts. Even if you feel like God's saying nothing to you, write down the thoughts that are in your head. (laughs) Uh, Because you never know. And it can be good. And then after you write down your thoughts... Write down some declarations. And by the way, if you don't get to all these things, no big deal. I'm just giving you a list of things that we can do to abide for the next 20 minutes. And lastly, if you've done all of those things, if you managed to do all those things and you already wrote down some three, three declarations, which is like stuff like, I am powerful. I am a son of God. I have been created to do great things. I am blessed and highly favored. You know, you can write down whatever you want. Um, that's declarative and positive. We're going to rest for the rest of it. Take some deep breaths. Rest in his presence. I'm going to be putting on some really good soaking music. Um, just rest in him. So I'm going to put 20 minutes on the clock. Go ahead. Spread out. <laughs> 